during the attack on Port Royal Sound in November 1861. After Smalls escaped from Charleston, DuPont hired Smalls as a civilian boat pilot working for the Union. DuPont was promoted to Rear Admiral in July 1862. Reverend Mansfield French, a Methodist minister, was sent to Port Royal by the New York-based American Missionary Association to see what could be done to help the former slaves. French convinced DuPont to let Smalls accompany him to the North in 1862 to help him raise funds for the Port Royal experiment. Major General David Hunter served twice as the commander of the Department of the South, which included South Carolina, Florida, and Georgia, March 21, 1862 to September 5, 1862, and January 20, 1863, to June 12, 1863. Though he was not authorized to do so, Hunter, an abolitionist, declared all enslaved people in Georgia, Florida, and South Carolina free and organized a black regiment in 1862. Lincoln quickly rescinded Hunter's proclamation. Brigadier General Rufus Saxton became the military governor of the Department of the South in April 1862 under Hunter, the major general in command. Saxton was responsible for the plantations and the former slaves in the department. A devoted abolitionist, Saxton asked Smalls and French to deliver a letter to Secretary of War Edwin Stanton in August 1862, asking for permission to enlist black soldiers. Brigadier General Thomas W. Sherman was in command of land forces during the attack on Port Royal Sound in November 1861. He was briefly tasked with taking care of the former slaves and the cotton left behind. Major General William Tecumseh Sherman led 60,000 troops on a 300-mile march from Atlanta to Savannah during his famous march to the sea in late 1864. Secretary of War Edwin Stanton authorized Saxton to enlist the first black soldiers in the U.S. Army. Secretary of the Navy Gideon Wells authorized Rear Admiral Samuel Francis DuPont to have the planter appraised and to determine how the prize money should be divided. Prologue On a mild May evening in Charleston, South Carolina, in 1862, the second year of the Civil War, vessels in the service of the Confederacy rocked at their moorings in the city's harbor, ready to transport soldiers and supplies to fortifications in and around Charleston the following day. While many crews slept aboard their ships that night, Confederate soldiers patrolled for any signs of activity by Union spies or saboteurs. The soldiers had no clue that an extraordinary and unprecedented event was about to take place. By dawn, a 23-year-old illiterate enslaved man named Robert Smalls would seize a 147-foot sidewheel steamer from the headquarters of a Confederate general and run a gauntlet of fortifications to deliver the valuable vessel and its massive guns to nearby Union forces. In doing so, Smalls would win freedom from slavery, not only for himself and his crew, but also for his wife and his two young children, who were hidden on board. Smalls' act took the Confederates completely by surprise. 
Few in the Confederacy or even in the North would have believed an African-American could captain a vessel, let alone pull off such a stunning escape. The news made headlines and challenged much of the country's view of what blacks could do. While the white establishment of the South was so angry, it offered a bounty of at least $2,000 for Small's capture. While the South hoped for the chance to punish Smalls, Smalls suddenly became one of the most famous African Americans in the country. He was given astonishing opportunities, which he fully embraced. Shortly after his escape, he met with President Abraham Lincoln and members of his cabinet in Washington, D.C., a city where slavery was still legal. He delivered orders from the Secretary of War to a brigadier general that authorized the 1st Regiment of Black Soldiers to serve in the U.S. Army. He was hired as a civilian pilot for...